If you grew up with siblings at some point in time, your mother or father, maybe both came to you and they said, listen, we are going to be going away for a little bit. And so I need you to listen to your older brother while we are away. Or maybe you were the older brother or the older sister and your parents said to you, listen, we're putting you in charge. And if I come back and I understand that uh, you took advantage of this in any way, you're going to be in trouble. So this is called giving a person a faculty, right? So putting, putting a, a child in charge of others so that that child can kind of oversee the household, make sure things go like they're supposed to go while the parents are away. This is called giving a faculty, which I want to talk about a little bit today. In our gospel, uh, we heard John the Baptist proclaiming Jesus Christ to all of his followers. He had this very large following, John the Baptist did. And here he was saying, here's the Lamb of God. Listen to him. He was pointing people to him. Now, there are lots of people that are doing today what John the Baptist does. They're pointing people to Christ. Many of these people have uh, huge churches, mega churches. Uh, they are excellent speakers and the like. But the question is, how do you know if that person, if you can trust that person, trust what that person's saying, if that person really truly has been sent by God? Can you trust these teachings that this person is trying to point you to Christ or not? This is a big question because you know, the person who's teaching you decide to put yourself under is going to form your life, form who you are. In Hebrews chapter 13, it says, imitate the faith of your leaders, obey your leaders and submit to them. They are keeping watch over your souls as men who will have to give account. So how do you know when you're hearing different preaching from different churches and the like, different people, maybe inside and outside the church, how do you know who to really truly listen to, to trust or not? You're founding your life on these teachings. Who do you trust? How do you answer that question? The answer comes down to faculties. So, so what are these, these faculties exactly? What, what does this mean? Well, the church considers faculties to be these uh, permissions or these authorizations to be able to preach the gospel, to be able to lead others within the church, to teach others. These are the commissions that a person needs for legitimate ministry within the church. They're kind of like orders. You know, if you're in the military, to function in the military, you need orders from above to be able to function. Now, you could go off and just kind of do your own thing, like a militia, but you're not really the real thing if you're doing that. If you're kind of functioning without orders, if you're like in a, in a paramilitary organization, you're not, you're not really legit. You're not really uh, functioning authoritatively. You're not the real deal. Okay? So it's the same thing in the church. Uh, now, I wasn't raised in the church. I wasn't raised Catholic. I was raised Protestant, so I didn't have this, this notion of faculties. And since you can't really take your faculties with you outside of the church, they only function in the way that Christ uh, meant them to function. Uh, we didn't have faculties, right? So as when I was serving as a Protestant minister, 
Not that I wasn't trying to do good and helping people and preaching about Jesus and about the love of the scriptures and having a personal relationship with our Lord. Those are all good things. You know, I meant well by those things. Uh, but I didn't, I didn't really understand this whole notion of, of faculties. You know, when I converted, came into the Catholic Church, I began to learn about this, that priests, when they're ordained, for example, and others too, uh, they're given faculties to be able to do things like funerals and to celebrate mass and to give blessings, dispensation, uh, hear confessions, all these, all these different sorts of, of things that priests need to be able to do. You've heard of perhaps a priest being defrocked or a priest being laicized. This man still continues to be a priest, but when he's defrocked or laicized, that means that his faculties have been removed. He doesn't have the authorizations to be able to function in a ministerial role, in a priestly ministerial role within the church once these are removed. So this is how the Catholic Church understands this notion of who is actually sent by God with authorizations, permissions to be able to do ministry. Orders, you could call them, or as the church calls them, faculties, or these official authorizations. Now, you might say, okay, well, that makes sense, but you know, where does this whole notion come from? Is this just something that somebody made up that is a good idea to kind of keep things in order? How do we get this, and, and how do I know who has these faculties to minister? So, who, so who's teaching I can entrust myself in this way? How do I know? Well, there are two ways to know who has these faculties, who has actually been sent by God to minister. Two ways, okay? The first way, an extremely rare way, is through miracles. So if someone tells you, hey, I've been sent by God, if you want to know if that person actually has been sent by God, an easy way to verify that is through miracles. An example of this would be from our gospel reading today, John the Baptist. His life was founded on the miraculous, which is why so many people listen to him. His mother was an old woman, an elderly woman who conceived and got pregnant, which is a miracle. It is miraculous. And she was beyond any possible age of being able to conceive. And his father was struck mute during the nine months that his mother was pregnant with John the Baptist. And it wasn't until uh, the day of John's circumcision and naming that miraculously, all of a sudden, his voice was given back to him. The scripture says that because of these miracles around John's birth, everybody was talking about this, wondering what would become of this child. So his life was founded on the miraculous. It's because of these miracles that he had such a big hearing when he came of age and began to preach. People knew from the very beginning of his life that, that, that this man was sent by God. He had faculties from God himself. And so they listened to him. They entrusted themselves to him. So also our Lord, he exemplified miracles in his life. And also, especially the biggest miracle of all, was his resurrection. This is why so many people uh, trusted him. Anybody who takes the time to dig into the historical account, look at the evidence, it's clear that the only reason why, and the only really true way to explain Christianity 
is because of Christ's resurrection. If it wasn't for that, this wouldn't exist. It couldn't exist. So our faith uh, and Christ's ability to minister, why people trusted him is because it came back to the miraculous. So this is the first way that you know that someone truly has indeed been sent by God. It's through visible outward miracles. However, this is the more rare way. The more common way that you can tell if someone has faculties or not for ministry is if they've been given through the church that Christ founded. And this whole teaching comes from Christ himself. Think about what he said about this ministry that he was setting up. You see, when he was setting up the kingdom of God, it wasn't a democracy. So in a democracy, uh, the people give power to their leaders. So it's kind of from below. Our Christ wasn't setting up a democracy. He was setting up a monarchy. He was setting up a kingdom, the kingdom of God, which in kingdoms, uh, the power comes from above. This is where faculties come from. They come from above. And our Lord Jesus himself proclaimed this and taught this. He said that uh, he didn't even come of his own authority, but that he had to be sent. He had to be given permission, authorizations, or faculties from his father. He said in John chapter 5, I can do nothing on my own authority. The son can do nothing of his own accord, but only what he sees the father doing. For whatever he does, the son does. And then in Matthew eleven twenty seven, something similar he says. He says, all things have been delivered to me by my father. So this is where we get this notion of faculties. It's really from the Trinity originally. God the father gave permissions to the son. He sent the son to do ministry. The son did not come on his own. And so likewise, Christ continued the same pattern as he was setting up the church. In John 17, 18, he, we hear him, this prayer that he's praying over here. He says, as thou didst send me into the world, he's talking about the Father who sent Christ into the world, as, as thou didst send me into the world, so I have sent them into the world, meaning he's sending the disciples into the world. After the resurrection, he mentions something very similar directly to the, to the apostles. He says, as the Father has sent me, even so I send you. And so he was the one who set this pattern up of faculties, of giving these authorizations, these permissions, these orders for ministry. And he would give them specific faculties. We read about him doing this in different places, like giving faculties to preach, to heal, to make disciples, to baptize, and, you know, to forgive sins. The church, the early church would take this same notion of sending people with faculties. Uh, right from the very beginning, we see this, lots of different examples of this. Acts chapter 1, you know, Peter, Peter initiates the replacement of Judas with the apostle uh, Matthias. So he's got the faculties, all the things that, a, that a, an apostle can do, given by the church. Paul and Barnabas are sent with the faculties for mission work in Acts 13. Paul ordains Timothy, sending him out with authorizations from the church to do ministry, telling him to do the same for others. Uh, and then other places too. Romans 10, 15, uh, St. Paul writes to the Romans, he says, how can men preach unless they are sent, unless they are given these faculties, these orders? 
uh, these consents for, for preaching. They need to have those. So the church understood itself as having the ability given by Christ to also authorize others. As Jesus himself taught in John 13, 20, truly, truly, I say to you, he who receives anyone whom I send receives me. So those that the church sends, because they've been authorized by Christ, when you're receiving someone that the church has authorized with proper faculties, you're receiving Christ himself, according to John 13, 20. Now, there are those many people who are attempting to do ministry without these faculties. So our Lord foresaw this. He knew that this would happen, and he talked about it. To help us to be prepared for this, he said in John chapter 10, he said this, he said, He who enters not by the door of the sheepfold, meaning a person who's trying to do ministry but not going through the proper channels, getting the proper authorizations, kind of goes in a, in a back way, but climbs up another way, is a thief and a robber. Now, it sounds like kind of harsh words, perhaps. Uh, someone who's attempting to do ministry without having these faculties. But these are our Lord's words. He, he gives these to us to help us, to warn us about who we're entrusting ourselves to when it comes to his teachings. He said, Sheep flee from a stranger because they do not know his voice in John chapter 10. Meaning otherwise that he wants us as his sheep to flee from those who he has not authorized uh, with these faculties, with these descending, uh, that we should flee from them. Uh, flee from their teaching, he says. In other words, being very careful that when you're entrusting yourself to the teaching of another, you're entrusting yourself to one who actually has been sent uh, by God through the church and has these faculties for ministry. So this is what it means. This is what faculties mean. This is kind of where this whole concept came from. It comes from Christ originally. He passed it on down to the church, which is how we have it today. The catechism of the Catholic Church says it in this way. No one can give himself the mandate and the mission to proclaim the gospel. And there's lots of people that try to do this, to pick up a Bible and maybe try to start up a church. This is very common in our day and age. But this is not the foundation or the teaching that Christ laid out for the church. He said, no one can give himself the mandate and the mission to proclaim the gospel. No one can bestow grace on himself. It must be given, authorized and empowered by Christ from him, Bishops and priests receive the mission and faculty, meaning the sacred powers to act. By God's grace, what they cannot do and give by their own powers. So if someone is saying, someone is preaching about our Lord and uh, you want to know whether you can trust them or not, you say, yes, I've been sent by God. They can offer you two ways to show that they have been sent by God. They can either show you some miracles or can show you that they have been authorized by the church that Christ himself founded to then authorize others to go forward and do ministry. So an important factor in, in understanding these faculties is remembering that uh, because they come from above, that they are gifts, they are given and they can be removed. 
However, you as a lay person, as long as you stay connected to the church, to the body of Christ, you too have these faculties to be able to minister and to do so fruitfully. Our Lord said, he who abides in me will produce much fruit. He said, for of those who stay connected to him and to his body, he who listens to you listens to me. If you separate yourself from Christ, from his church, from the church that he founded, you lose your faculties. You lose your ability to be fruitful in the way that he desires for you to be fruitful. But as long as you stay plugged in to the church, you have faculties. You've been sent by God to do great things for him. You know, I was curious what kind of faculties that you all have as, as lay people. And so I decided to look them up. So I pulled up the Code of Canon Law, and there's a whole bunch of them listed in there. Faculties, specific permissions uh, that you have to be able to do ministry. So I have a few that I've listed here. So first is the faculty of evangelization, meaning you're empowered to work uh, to share the gospel, the salvation message of our Lord with others, to found associations, to especially work through through marriage, the sacrament of marriage, uh, to bring the sacred to the secular world and through the education of children. All these are faculties of evangelization. You have faculties of opinion. You have the right, according to the church, to make your opinions known to the pastors of the church. And if it's for the greater good of the church and for the dignity of others, to make your opinion known to others as well. This is part of your dignity. If you have a special expertise, especially the church encourages and asks for you to use that faculty to help the church, to help the pastors of the church to offer that to them. You have a faculty of spiritual life, uh, meaning the right to receive the sacraments of the church and the teaching of the church, to worship in your own form, as long as it's in accord with the teachings of the church. So here in the ordinariate, this is a unique form of the mass that has been given to us by allowance of the church. It's protected by this faculty. And there's lots and lots of other faculties that you also have. You know, if, uh, if it's especially urgent to distribute communion or to baptize and many, many other things. Too many to, to, to list here. But this is all a result of being plugged into the church, of being sent and authorized by the church, empowered with these faculties. You don't own them. They can be removed, but they're great gifts to be able to fruitfully do ministry. So if somebody comes to you, someone like John the Baptist, proclaiming Jesus, proclaiming the Lamb of God, the next question you should ask is, can I really truly entrust myself to this person, to their teaching? Does this person have faculties? Have they truly been sent by God, normally through the church, uh, who the church found this example of Christ himself, who got his faculties from God the Father and passed them on to the apostles, to the bishops, to the priests, deacons, and to the lay people of the church? If you know this, you can know uh, how, who to entrust yourself with, the teachings, and you too can minister effectively, fruitfully, that God may be glorified. Amen.